0: The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Welcome to the Source of Truth podcast. We're so glad you're with us this morning and taking the time at the end of this week to spend some time in God's word. And we are so glad that you've made a point Uh, To be part of this live stream or part of the podcast or uh, whether you're watching it live or listening to it later, we're grateful for the privilege to be part of your day. Thank you for those watching us live. Thank you for bringing us into your home, wherever you are at work or anywhere and taking time out of your day uh, to be part of this. And we're grateful for the opportunity to do that. Uh, Just a moment to let you know that this Sunday, remember we are having uh, an in-person service on Sunday morning at 10 Uh, We will not be having an evening service, as we've just kind of, just for precautionary purposes, taken a bit of a step back in all of the full services, just for two weeks, uh, for precautionary purposes, and uh, so we have uh, no concern. We just felt like it was the cases were ticking up, and nobody through our church had been getting sick, but people in our church had been, and so we wanted to uh, just take a step back. So uh, next Sunday will just be Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, and then the following Sunday, 10 o'clock, and then the evening service will be in the gym with our pie and praise. So that's what's coming up the next couple of weeks, and we encourage you to join us uh, for those things, and we greatly appreciate that. Love having you there. Today we're going to be in Proverbs. Actually, we should be jumping to Proverbs 20. And honestly, as I was studying this this morning, I changed a little bit of approach over the next uh, for the next uh, several episodes as I was looking at it. I've mentioned more than once that uh, Proverbs has a tendency to be redundant for the purpose of emphasis. And it's a great truth. And, and as I began to study out and just kind of went ahead and looked at the next 10 chapters and evaluated them, I found exactly that. A lot of these topical things repeated. And so uh, what, I, what I was praying about, it's been in my mind for a couple of weeks now, what I've been praying, what I'm going to change now is instead of going section by section or a chapter by chapter and, and teaching some of the same things, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take uh, the different topics that are found in the next 10 chapters and might even go back to some other ones for the purpose of continuity through other chapters we've looked at to give some um, context and continuity. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna hit a topic that is seen in these chapters, that's repeated, and then I'm gonna work through those. Every once in a while, there's certain things just highlighted in that chapter for that one, and we'll deal with that. Um, But so today, Um, We're going to start, I'll read a verse here in a second, in Proverbs 20. Uh, But what I want to do is I want to talk about the idea of what Solomon is telling his son, and God gave it to us for our need today. The importance of, the one word is integrity. As Christians we'd also use the importance of a good testimony. And uh, so I want to look, I actually have five things. What I've done is I went through and looked at a bunch of all the scriptures that fit the applicationally, the next ten, next 10 chapters, yeah, about eight, nine, 10 chapters. And I've got them broken down into five topics or five truths that I, I've written down. Uh, that are true about those who desire to be known as a person and a woman of integrity and those who understand the importance of a good testimony. What is it? What is true about them? And what is said in the next 10 chapters true about them? So that's what we're going to look at for the next few minutes. Uh, Let's go ahead. I want to start, since we have been in Proverbs chapter 20, should be. I'm going to start in Proverbs 20, and we're actually going to be in verse 6. Um, it's a great starting verse, and it's the first one I have down here as well. But Proverbs chapter twenty, verse six says this: Most men will proclaim every one his own goodness, but a faithful man, who can find? Um, it's so important for us to understand that faithfulness is really what God's looking for. He, he's pushing you down. He's saying, listen, everybody can brag on how good they are. They can brag on how right they are. They can brag on this and they can brag on that. And, and it's not hard to find somebody who thinks they're amazing. It's not f- hard to find somebody who thinks that they're better than others or trying to find a way to prove that. And a lot of honestly, that's just pure insecurity. And know they're not. They know they're weak. And instead of accepting that and growing in Christ, they, they, u- they use that crutch as a, as a criticism, as a negative, which is, is hurtful to them. And obviously the the kingdom of Jesus Christ. But uh, he says, but a faithful man, who can find? And and that's what I want to talk about. Faithfulness, integrity, good testimony. What What are some things that Proverbs in the next several chapters speaks? And by the way, if you were to go back over the last 19 chapters, you'd find ones. We've dealt with some of these things. You're going to hear some things being repeated that we've dealt with over the last um, several weeks in this, but let me go ahead and just give you the five things, and I'll read the verses that I go with it. The first thing that I have uh, that I believe is true of somebody who's faithful or has integrity or strives to have a good testimony, the first thing is true about them is they are humble. Uh, the verse we just read says that, you know, many proclaim his own goodness, but a true, faithful, humble person is hard to find. Proverbs 21, verse 2, every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth The heart, I can brag on my own, but God digs down deep into my heart. to know the truth of what's going on. Proverbs 22.2, the rich and poor meet together. The Lord is the maker of them all. It's not all about me being better, my my status. None of that matters. When I come before the Lord at church and around other people, that's that's what brings us unity. Proverbs 21.8 says, the way of a man is is forward and strange, but as for the pure, his work is right. When I strive to do things myself, it's unique, but when I'm striving to honor God, it's right. And all of this comes down to not about my way, not about me, not about what I think is right, but about honoring God and doing right. And all of that comes down to humility, because here's the point. You're not going to seek wisdom unless you're humble enough to realize you need it. You're not going to seek direction from God unless you're humble enough to realize you can't do it on your own. You're not going to obtain the fear. You're not going to fear God as you're supposed to until you realize how you need to. Uh, You're not going to be able to let God speak to your heart and move on and grow in your Christian life until we're humble enough to realize we need it. And that's really what it comes when I go to God in prayer. A lot of times, some of, the, some of our most fervent prayer is when we've come to the end of ourselves. We come to the end of ourselves, and we're hurting, and we're on our knees. And at this point, you know what it comes down to? Um, humility doesn't matter because we are desperate. Desperation is bathed in humility. I've been humbled, and now I'm desperate. I hope we start that way. Start that way, not with our desire and our plan, but with God. He goes all the way down to the heart. You know, My way is right, but he ponders my heart. He knows my thoughts. He knows what's going on. And that is what I need. I need him to dig down and help me to be prepared because faithfulness and humility and integrity and a testimony is so, so important, but it starts, it can't be generated, it can't be fake, because I can try to convince people who I think I am but people aren't fooled by that. God specially is not. And uh, humility is the first one. Let's go number two. A man, of, a faithful man or a woman, a, man, a person of integrity and testimony accepts correction. They're humble, but they also accept correction. In Proverbs 29, verse 1, He that being often reproved hardeneth his neck, so suddenly be destroyed in that without remedy. This is not a person like that. This is a fool who won't won't listen. Proverbs 21, 9, "A, A wicked man hardeneth his face, but as for the upright, he directeth his way. And we could go back to the last 19 chapters and talk about this. We've mentioned this several times, how someone who is going to fear God, who's going to enjoy, who's going to enjoy blessing and wisdom from God, will accept correction. And by the way, I don't even mean we'll endure it in, in frustration with our, our you know, teeth, you know, tightly grit together, hoping to get through it. We we embrace it. We don't like it, but we embrace the value of it. We embrace the fact that, you know, I'm not really a fan of this, but or what I think they say. But maybe I can, maybe I can learn. But it goes back to humility. If I'm not humble, I can't take that correction. I'm, I'm about to tell people. know, we're in a society, no matter what age you are, no matter what culture you are, no matter what generation or whatever term you want to put to it, we live in a culture today where we're all about telling other people how to do better. We're all about teaching. And we're, there's just not a lot of people in our culture today that are about learning. That's the battle in the socialists today. And I believe there's truth. If we'd stop telling people our own problems and listen, we'd begin to start healing, but we don't wanna do that. We want everything, it was your way, now it's gonna be 100% my way. And we miss the fact that, Humility and accepting correction and listening is the, he, is the key. It's the key in my walk with God. How can God ever grow me to be who I need to be if I won't accept correction from God and from the people He brings my way? I'll just continue to make the same mistakes. So I'm, this person's humble, this person accepts correction, this person understands the value of a good te- testimony and, and frankly how that is obtained. Proverbs 22, 1, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. My testimony is more important than any wealth I can obtain. Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. I need to be right with God and right with man so that I can have a strong testimony. And if I'm covering things up and refusing to do that, those things will come back and they, they will limit my testimony. Proverbs twenty-eight eighteen. Whoso walketh uprightly shall be saved but he that is perverse in his ways shall fall at once. I walk uprightly, that's my desire, but if I'm not going to live and, and have ethics and integrity and, a, and character, it'll all fall apart at some point. And I'll get away with that for a little bit. You know, if we want to fake it and lie and all these things and not really care it's oh, okay, I've convinced myself, I've justified my actions, God is long-suffering. He doesn't just stop us right away. He wants us to repent. That's the goal. But failure to do that—we've read through Proverbs that some, He will not let that go. He will not ignore that. And so this person understands the value. It's more important than being right. You know, at our couples retreat uh, was it last Saturday? Um, our marriage, marriage uh, seminar that day, uh, Pastor White it, it made a good comment. Something along the ideas of you know I've never you know you really can't win a fight. Uh, you, may be, you may be right, you may have won, but you, the damage that comes with it, it, it is true. Sometimes we're so about being right, we don't care about the damage we cause. And how is that good for the cause of Christ? And frankly, how is that good for our own testimony? Hey, he's right, but stay away from him because he's going to do as, he or she they are going to do as much damage as they can to prove they're right. Again, we list the humble part. We miss that part. And how is that building the body of Christ? It's not. And somebody who's going to have integrity and character and can be used of God and the great testimony is about building the body of Christ, not about tearing it apart. And they understand the value of that strong testimony. And that, the, that the world sees. They don't need to see fake. They need to see real, but they need to see real and honest, and, and, and they need to see this integrity. So the, the, they're humble. They accept correction. They understand the value of a good testimony. before. this person will have good friends. What I mean by that is they will place around them good uh, uh, friends and associates who will help them and encourage them. Uh, Proverbs 22, 24, make no friendship with an angry man with a furious man thou shalt not go, lest thou learn his ways and get a a snare to thy soul. Be very careful who we put in will become like them, verse 25 says. uh, Chapter 27, verse 17. Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. You find a friend who's good that's not going to pull you down. Listen, like he said, you make friendship with an angry man, and they won't always look angry. They, they, they got smiles on their face, and they're really, really friendly, but inside they're angry. Please understand, this angry man an angry woman or angry person being spoken about in this book, in this chapter, is not referencing the one in the corner this, that you can just see is angry. This is somebody who has put a, portrayed often a great, kind face, but their heart is angry. It's a deep down thing. Don't When you learn that, minimize, be careful, because you will become like them. You won't even realize that. They dig down into that part of your flesh that... Oh man can hurt and and it just causes us to become like them whether we even realize it or not and it'll hurt us it'll snare to our soul but here's another one put someone around you iron sharpens iron so a man sharpens the countenance of a friend can I tell you when you look at that how does iron sharpen iron simply the premise you're gonna look at is you ever seen anybody sharpen a knife what do they do they take something that's somewhat coarse and harsh and hard and they take the blade and they push it against it. Why? Well if you want to sharpen a lot of times they have tools and they have this kind of stone, I don't actually remember what it's called at the moment, and you run the blade up against it. What are you doing? The, the rock is cutting away the things on the blade that have made it dull, the dings, and it's, it's basically thinning out and, and cutting away the part of the metal that's no longer sharp, that's no longer strong, that's limiting the, the effectiveness of the blade and, it's, and it's, it's making it sharper by getting rid of part of it that limits it it hurts it would not be easy iron sharpens iron it comes together it rubs it rubs up against sometimes rubs us wrong as we say because it helps us to see our weaknesses and to get those things right that's what a good friend will do i'm not saying that you know somebody who's brutally honest and always mean that's what you look for no no, no. i'm talking about someone who honestly is striving to encourage you another part in proverbs it says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, that bitter are the kisses of an enemy. Someone who is honest with you and will help you. Have those kind of people around you. The last one is this. This type of person can be trusted. Proverbs 25, 19, confidence in an unfaithful man in times of trouble. It's like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. That's such a great truth. You put your confidence in someone who can't be trusted. It's like leaning on a part of your body that's no longer working. It's like a bone out of joint. It's very I've never had that experience. I understand it's weird and very painful. That's what it's like to put confidence in someone you can't trust. Proverbs 29, 27, an unjust man is an abomination to the lo- to the just. And he that is upright in the way is an abomination to the wicked. Catch this phrase. It was amazing when I read it earlier, a great reminder. An unjust man is an abomination to the just. When somebody is just refusing to follow God, the just look at it and they they just don't understand why. Why won't you get right with God? Why do you have to insist on going this way? At the same case, um, he that is upright in the way, he that walks with God is not perfect but does his best to walk with God is an abomination to the wicked. The wicked look at them and say, oh, I don't want anything to do with this. You are an abomination to me. Because when you decide to follow God, some people are going to struggle with it, but your faithfulness to God, it's not, you say, well, do I have to choose between so and so and so and so? No, I choose to follow God, and those who want to follow God will be there with me. Those who don't really won't want a whole lot to do with me. That's the choice I need to make. Proverbs 28.1, the wicked flee you, and no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. You know who you can trust. A person of integrity and a person, a faithful person, one that desires to have a strong testimony, is humble. They accept correction. They understand the value of a good testimony. They they understand the importance of good associations and good friendships. And they can be trusted. to faithful. Now, can I tell you, can I simply state that what we read today, kind of what we've been doing in the last few weeks in Sunday morning service, this is very counterculture, <laughs> very, very counterculture today. Uh, These are things that Solomon gave us in the Word of God by inspiration of the Holy Spirit that we need. And these are the things that we should strive to say, this is what I want. Now maybe what you're going to see is, I I don't know if I can work on all five of these. You know what, I would just start by saying, Lord, help me to be humble enough to see what I need to change so that I can be these other things. I believe that a, a truly humble heart that goes to God and wants to grow will see growth, and these other things to an extent will kind of flow in it because I'm letting God lead me. And I won't even always know why, but I'll know it's his leading. And that is one of the more important parts.